In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Andrew Gold, a fallen BBC journalist interviewing the heretics and rebels brave enough to speak out against mainstream narratives. Here's Coleman Hughes, John Ronson, and the Trigonometry podcast guys bringing controversy to the fore. How do you feel if a person of a different race moved in next door? I spent a while with a politically correct faction of the Ku Klux Klan. The system punishes people for wrong think. It's heartbreaking. Here's My Unorthodox Life Netflix star Julia Hart on getting out of a Hasidic Jewish cult. Why can't I be okay with being silent and subservient? Everyone else is. And biologist Richard Dawkins on trans activism. It's perfectly legitimate to say, I'm a man, but I feel feminine. But to then say, therefore I am a woman, is just a betrayal of language. Now it's your turn rebel against the mainstream and find a home in this sensible alternative space by subscribing to Heretics Podcast. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites, revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard. And welcome once again to Strange Planet. On this edition, I don't need to tell you we are living in incredibly turbulent times geopolitically, economically, culturally. Uh, the pace of technology is absolutely frightening. Luckily, on this episode, however, we have a, a world-renowned trends forecaster. He's going to help us navigate these rough waters to tell us what's going to happen 
before it happens. That's why he's the founder of the Trends Research Institute. Gerald Salente is well-respected for his track record of picking business, consumer, political, and economic trends before they come to pass. It's his job to see the future and understand how the issues and events of today will determine the trends of tomorrow. Gerald, welcome back. How are you? I'm okay. I mean, you know, how am I? You know, all the, all the all the people my age, we all say, "Wow, glad I'm an older cat." You know, and uh, when I was a young guy, the polls used to show the future was always going to be better than the past, and now they're the exact opposite. So, uh, you know, in listening to the introduction about what you do and how you look at the demonic and evil things going on, I mean, it's a freak show in front of everybody's eyes. And you have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see how bad it is. You know, there's an article that just came out from Intercept just today. Mm -hmm. Kissinger behind three million civilian deaths. Henry Kissinger, the forest policy uh, who advised a half dozen U.S. presidents, has caused the deaths of over three million people, according to the Intercept report published Tuesday, to mark the real political strategist's on his 100th birthday. You know, people forget this. Now, I grew up during the Vietnam War. I remember the lies that were being told. And I believed them, by the way, as a young kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I believed the BS that they were shoving out there. I just didn't want to go get killed. That's why I tried to avoid the draft. But it's demonic, evil people running our lives. And look at look at them. Who do you look up to? You got up there in Canada, you got that little true dope. A little arrogant daddy's boy, born on third base and thought he had a home run. An arrogant little nothing, nothing, nothing of a boy. Nothing. One after another. Take a trip to the UK. Who'd you have over there? Boris Johnson. A cartoonist could not come up with a more freaky looking clown than the jerk they got then had there now, and another jerk replacing him, that Sundak, whatever his name is. Then you go all over the world, a little Katzone Macron, the little fake little boy of nothing over there in France. Look at the American politicians telling the people what to do. Little Chucky Schumer. Diane Not-So-Feinstein out of a mind. <laughs> out of his mind, little B.S. Biden. Lindsay, did you come out of the closet yet, Graham? Mitch, more chins than Chinatown McConnell. <laughs> One little dope jerk after another telling us what to do. And the people, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I follow you. We're nothing more than plantation workers on slave land here. So listening to the introduction of what you do, boy, it's 100%. The evilness is right in front of our eyes. Yeah, I've been talking about these things, uh, you know, for 20 some years. And now it's, but it was always on the horizon in the future. Maybe it'll happen. It could happen. 15 minute cities, digital currency and all this. Now it's it's here right in front of us. And I want to uh, mention to people the, uh, the Trends Journal uh, and the latest edition out. Uh, I mean, talk about satanic. Just... Uh, um, tell us a little bit about the the front cover. It's an amazing, some amazing artwork here. You've got uh, a satanic looking uh, figure in a suit, um, 
We, the politicians, are in charge. F you, the people, and F you, AI. Uh, just kind of describe what we see on the front cover here with this satanic figure. Oh, by the way, that cover was banned on Facebook. They called it pornography. Seriously? I'm seriously. A, a fan just told us, just emailed us. Wow. Yep. That's, that's, that, oh, oh, and who runs Facebook? Who look at that little, little freaky little boy, Zuckerberg? <laughs> look at this little piece of garbage. Hey, remember that guy, Dorsey? Ooh, ooh, Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. You know, they got it wrong in the James, the King's James Bible. They say the meek shall inherit the earth. They misspelt it. The geeks have inherited the earth. That's it. So when you're looking at the cover, the politicians want no competition. They are in total control. Look what they did in 2020. I'm some arrogant little clown. Oh, I which watched all of the ones up there in Canada and your bureaucrat, bureaucrats, that the health ministers and all these little jerks and all over the all over the globe. Here we go. Stand one meter apart. The coronavirus goes exactly in straight lines and stops at one meter. When you go into an airplane, put on that mask. But when you eat and drink and you're surrounded by people, you can take it off because the COVID knows when you're eating and drinking and it won't bother you. Oh, and how about this one? When you go into a restaurant, and again, tables have to be six feet apart, you got to go with your mask on. But when you sit down, you can take it off because the virus does not go at table height and it knows when you're eating and drinking and doesn't bother you. I am in charge. Shut down your business. I'm some little scumbag named Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York. My real name is Warren Wilhelm Jr., but I changed it to get the Italian-American vote. One little clown after another all around the world. The damage that's been done is incalculable. Physically, emotionally, economically, spiritually. Again, we write it in the Trends Journal. Take a look at this week's copy. Oh, young people dying at levels never seen before. Suicide, drug overdoses. They hate life because of the COVID war. Oh, the masks. Oh, yeah. Kids can't talk. Little kids because they're... Oh, yeah. Facts are all there. Crime rates. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. As we said, this all this would happen. When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. Opioid oh, by epidemic. the way, get ready for the office building bust. The banking crisis has just begun. We are going into the greatest recession. Stay home. Don't go to work. And people staying at home is saying, oh, geez, I'm not, I've been getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I don't want to commute an hour and a half each way. All right. Come in two or three days a week. And I don't have to rent all this space either. Oh, and you got floating loans. Oh, and the interest rates are way higher. And I got a lot less tenants. You're going to see defaults like you've never seen before. Again, going back to the cover of the Trends Journal, the politicians are in full control of our lives. The Trends Journal, history before it happens, and it's been uh, forecasting since 1980. Uh, you talk about all of these office uh, buildings, uh, vacancies uh, in all of the major cities all over uh, North America. So what happens when commercial real estate crashes? What is the 
uh, the domino effect. Oh, the banks fail. The banks fail. And that's when the markets are going to go down. You see, people, people are already in a recession. You look at the data. In America, depending on whose numbers you look at, it's between 60 and 64% of the people living paycheck to paycheck. The facts are there. So what's going to happen is that people are already feeling it. Again, look at the data coming out. Home Depot, whew, numbers are down. Lowe's, numbers are down. Target, off target. One after another. One F footlocker going down. Stocks, whew, they're all getting hit hard. You look at the PMI numbers, the Purchasing Manufacturers Index, uh, way down. It, it's below 50. Anything below 50 is a drag down. So the people know how bad it is. But it doesn't come reality until the markets crash. Then it hits the reality. So when the banks crash, that's when the markets go down. And very important. And the, the only reason the dollar is strong right now is because of the high interest rates. The higher the interest rates, the stronger the dollar. When they start... Lowering interest rates, the dollar, this is the death of the dollar, and gold prices are going to spike, is our forecast. Spike, well beyond $2,200 an ounce, even toward the $2,500 an ounce level. The world has had enough of United States economic and geopolitical hegemony. The BRIC countries, I think, are meeting in St. Petersburg uh, shortly. And there's, I believe, something like 80 countries, close to 80 countries now that are uh, signing on with BRIC. This is Brazil, Russia, India. Uh, what am I missing? South Africa and some 80 other countries. China. China. Thank you. That was the C. I forgot China. How can I forget China? Uh, and all uh, they're starting to trade, obviously, uh, in their in their own currency. So this is all part of this de-dollarization Yep. Um, so is that, are we finally now arriving with something we've been talking about for many, many years that the U.S. dollar will no longer be the international reserve currency? When will that happen likely and what will it be replaced by? It's hard to say the when. It could happen at any moment. For example, if they get do away with the petrodollar, that's the end of the dollar. And already China, you mentioned, they're buying their oil from Saudi Arabia. They're paying for it in, in Chinese yuan. So it's going to be a slow process. It's not going to happen overnight. The reason is being is that China, unfortunately, one of our forecasts, the 20th century was the American century. The 21st century is going to be the Chinese century. The business of America has been war. The business of China's business. Americans are spending over a trillion dollars a year for the military and the, in, the intelligence industrial complex. When you put the two together, and they won't tell us the true numbers that we're giving to the CIA, the NSA, and all the other ones. The United States military, we have 800 military bases in about 70 countries overseas. China has a handful. So America's business is war. 
and the Chinese are going to be taking over. All of this stuff about, you know, the G7 going against China, it's nothing but BS because they need to sell their products to the Chinese market. You got 1.2 billion people there. And you could thank Bill Clinton for bringing China into the World Trade Organization. And there used to be a the thing that happened, people forget about it. It was called the Battle of Seattle, 1999. In Seattle, Washington, some 50,000 people took to the streets to protest. They had the World Trade Organization meeting there in, uh, in Seattle, and they were bringing China in. The people were protesting because they knew the jobs would be taking offshore and we'd lose our manufacturing in the United States. But what they did was they do all the time. They had some agents provocateurs there smashing windows, burning a car or two. And that was all the news. So you look at China's GDP from 1970 and they officially came into the World Trade Organization two weeks after 9-11, 2001. And then you watch their GDP shoot up. So when you put you talked about the BRICS, just put China and India together. And what do you have? Two point four. Billion people. Yeah. Quarter of the world's population. You have in the United States. Three hundred and thirty two million. You know, so it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's the United States is gone and they're doing. By the way, it's it the Americans became the people our founding fathers fought against. The rotten, dirty, scum British where the sun never set on the British Empire. Megalomaniacs. So because of all the wars that they started, and then you go back to the end of World War I, that was the end of the pound. And the same thing has happened with the United States with all of its wars. Brown University just came out with a study uh, last week that showed since 9-11, the United States has spent over $8 trillion waging wars and killed, they're not sure the exact number, 4.3 to 4.5 million people. Imagine if uh, a quarter of that money was even, was spent rebuilding American uh, infrastructure and, and investing <laughs> in people and it would be a whole different story. Uh, Gerald will take a quick time out. Gerald Salente, the founder of the Trends Research Institute, publisher of the Trends Journal, trendsjournal.com. Trendsjournal.com. Back with more of our conversation right after this. Could you hold a second? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Okay. The truth will set you free. Free, free. But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. So, Gerald, you said gold is going uh, 2,200, maybe 2,500. Um, 
Let's talk about uh, other precious metals, uh, silver, copper. Um, someone I was reading said, you know, this is, uh, is going to be the new Silicon Valley, gold, silver. What are your thoughts? Precious metals. Well, when you, well silver, definitely. No question about it. To, to, to us, it's way, 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 way below. I remember buying silver, by the way, back around 2010, 2011 for like $40 an ounce. You know, it's in the 20-somethings, you know. So it's way underpriced. But copper is very important that you mentioned it. In, in the economic world, we call it Dr. Copper because copper is used in everything from high tech to heavy industry. And now you're watching copper prices going way down because, as I mentioned before, the purchasing manage, uh, manufacturers index is, is going down in China. China, by the way, China launched the COVID war in celebration of Chinese Lunar New Year, the year of the rat in 2020. And they had the most uh, uh, draconian lockdown, zero COVID policy. China's not coming back. Millions, tens of millions of jobs, uh, of businesses went bust. The world isn't coming back from this COVID lockdown. So when you look at copper, it's very important to watch copper prices because they're going down. They're still much higher than they were like in you know 2017, but they're going down. So copper is very important to watch. But to us, gold is going to be, again, you don't have to believe me, ask the central banksters. Last year was a record year in central banks purchasing gold. And as fourth in the first quarter of this year, I think it was up about 157% more than the first quarter of last year. So they know how bad it is because they created this scam with their zero and negative interest rate policy to fight the COVID war, plus countless trillions of dollars that governments flooded into the economy to artificially prop it up. Hey, stay home. Don't worry about it. Close down your business. Here's some money. Here's some money. Don't worry about it. Money backed by nothing and printed on nothing. That's why gold is going to be, again, as we're seeing. And again, you look at the Trends Journal, you have it. Not one ad. There's no ads in there. So nobody pays us what to say. And and so we're saying gold is number one because when things go, it's the number one safe haven asset. Silver number two. Yeah. And I gamble in Bitcoin. I was going to ask you, that was my next question. Uh, Robert Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, who is, um, it's eerie, the parallels uh, between his campaign and his late father's campaign. You know, running as this outsider, running against an incumbent, dropping these truth bombs because he's got nothing to lose, uh, making a huge impact in the in the in the polls. He's uh, he's been talking me about Bitcoin. Uh, when you say you gamble on Bitcoin, I mean, is what are your what are your thoughts uh, about that as a as a safe haven? Is that the future for freedom loving people? Bitcoin? Yes, until they go digital with all the currencies. You go back to our magazine cover back in March of 2020, from dirty cash to digital trash. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to make up something. The Russians hacked the banking system. Whatever they make up. We lo you lost your money, but don't worry about it. We got a new one for you. Look, you go to India, and everybody pays for everything on their phone. They're not using any more money. China, they're, they're going digital. They're all going to go digital. This way they know every penny is spent. 
what you spent it on, where you spent it, and most importantly, so they could get all their tax dollars because that's all they're interested because the politicians never work a day in their life. All they do is suck off the public tit. So they got to get money coming in. Look at the COVID war again. Did any of those little clowns take any pay cuts as they're ruining everybody else's life? And by the way, we're having a, a, a Make America Healthy Again rally on Saturday of the 27th. And these are the T-shirts that we're going to be selling. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah. And here's the back. <laughs> the giant middle finger. There you go. Yep. By the way, do you know that you couldn't do that in France? They locked up several people three weeks ago for giving the finger to that little Katzon Macron, the Rothschild boy, the president of France. They locked him up, fining him $15,000, 15,000 euros, and they may get a year in jail for giving him the finger. Another woman called him a slime on Facebook. She was fined 12,000 euros. Unbelievable. Bringing freedom and democracy to country near you, huh? Let's uh, switch gears, uh, Gerald. Uh, Gerald Salente, trendsjournal.com, the website. Oh, uh, how do we subscribe to the Trends Journal? I'll just go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com. And it's only $2.86 a week. The, the toilet paper record, the New York Times, is, is $4 a day. And again, it's a 30-day money-back guarantee. And I say this in not bragging, but there's no magazine in the world that gives you in-depth socioeconomic and geopolitical trends analysis and trend forecasts. We say this is what's being reported. This is our analysis. And this is our forecast. And again, the motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. We don't tell you what to think. We're political atheists. We don't take sides on anything. This is how we see it. This is where we see it going. All right. You've got- uh, What you might want to do, do what you want to do. Close to 200 pages this week's uh, Trans yep. Journal. No ads, close to 200 pages of content. Yep. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, artificial intelligence and this, you know, chat GPT. You know, they used to talk about the robot apocalypse is coming and, uh, and, and uh, so all- people who drive for a living, you'll be put, put out of work. If you flip burgers, you'll be, you'll be out of work. Um, I, that's probably still coming in a massive job displacement, but this whole uh, AI um, sort of leapfrogged over that. And now they're coming for the content producers. So if you're in, you know, corporate communications, uh, your job is, is, is gone. Um, what, what are your, what are your concerns about chat GPT and other uh, uh, AI uh, applications? Remember what I said earlier, they got it wrong in the King James Bible. Mm -hmm. The meek have not inherited the earth. The geeks have inherited the earth. They've been destroying it constantly. Once upon a time, a lot of people are too young to understand this. There used to be things called musicians, and they played a thing called instruments. <laughs> and they became all digitized. They took the soul and spirit out of the uh, out, out, out of out, out of music. It's dead. Uh, Tina Turner just died. Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah, they were great. Well, all you know, I grew up at a time, you know, of, 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 I had I was the youngest of five, so I had you know, 
brothers and sisters born in the 1930s. And I'm a little kid and I'm, I remember, you know, it's the make believe ballroom time. And I'm hearing, you know, Glenn, uh, 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 Count Basie and Duke Ellington and, and, and then, you know, all of the great Motown and it's dead. They killed it. And now it's one bad rap. Everything's synthesized. Same thing when you're talking about AI. It's just a more of that, but worse. Because now young kids aren't going to be learning. They're going to be AI. And I have to tell you, I play around with it from time to time. I mean, it took me two hours to write something um, uh, on, on about our uh, uh, coming up rally on May 27th in the Four Corners of Freedom in Kingston, New York. We're having Dennis Kucinich, by the way, as one of the speakers, who is RFK Jr.'s campaign manager. Ah. And by the way, I met RFK Jr. when I was a speaker for Ron Paul back in 2021 at his War on Us event in D.C. And I met him at the cocktail party. I was the speaker that went on before him. And you could go back and look at interviews that I've done going back into December of 2022 and my forecast that RFK Jr. would be the perfect candidate to run for president in 2024. So I've been calling for him as the guy to go. Remarkable. And so anyway, going back to AI, you know, I, I put the article and I said, how can I make this more, you know, uh, to get to get more people? You know, how can I excite them more? And I put it into AI. And boy, the thing gave me some good thoughts. It wasn't all junk. And and of course, you know, that's not what we do. But I said, let me give this thing a try. And so when you talked about their journalism is dead. Again, that arrogant, warmongering little boy of nothing, Bill Clinton, killed journalism. He did it with the 1996 Federal Communications Act. There were strict laws in place that prohibited, there were antitrust laws that prohibited the bigs from owning everything. And he did away with it. There were thousands, thousands of independent radio and TV stations around America. Now five companies control almost 95% of it. So now there's no news anymore. You look at newspapers, they're paper thin. So they're going to be doing away with it. The journalism is gone. Look, Vice was worth what? $5.7 billion? Mm -hmm. Went bankrupt. Yep. Vox, BuzzFeed. Business Insider just fired 10% of its staff, one after another. Gannett been laying off people like crazy. So no, the AI is going to take over, but most dangerously, it's going to take over the minds of the young who are already addicted to high tech. This is their life. This is their life. By the way, I don't carry a cell phone. I did work for the cellular telecommunications industry going back into the mid 1990s early 1990s uh when they had these boxes in the in the trunks of cars with aerials and i've been studying the dangers of cell phones since then and according to the university of california at berkeley if you're on a cell phone for 10 17 minutes a day for 10 years your chances of getting a brain tumor only increase by 60 percent wow so these and then and they were banning these, by the way, in France and other places because for younger kids, because your brain shield is a lot thinner. 
So again, the data is there, but they hardly report it. So going back to AI, AI, we own you. And it, it's good. They're going to be taking over. Again, the geeks have taken over already. Right, right. And then there's the social media. There's something called TikTok brain. We have uh, kids now in school scrolling endlessly on looking at these Instagram reels and TikTok reels. They're incapable of uh, retaining information. Um, we've lost our memories, our collective memories, because yep. everything is just uh, at our fingertips on Wikipedia. Who needs to memorize? I remember as a kid learning, you know, we had to learn um, whose woods are these? I think I know his house is in the village, though. Robert Frost poems, stopping by woods on a winter's evening. Memory work, that's all gone. Yeah. It's just, yep. uh, we're losing a generation. It is scary. Another time out, uh, Gerald, we'll come back. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Russia, Ukraine. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. Self You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And we're back with Gerald Salente, founder, publisher of The Trends Journal. Trendsjournal.com. Just click on the link in the episode description and subscribe. It's... Um, no ads, ad-free, and uh, just absolutely um, an amazing resource for you. Uh, for example, this week's edition of Trends Journal, about 200 pages, ad-free. Um, Russia, Ukraine, it was, uh, it's being reported by the Wagner Group. This is this private paramilitary organization uh, that they have taken Bakhmut, Ukrainians say, no, there's still fighting going on. Bakhmut, arguably, this is the most protracted and bloodiest battle in Europe since the Second World War. Hard to say, you know, who to believe. What are your thoughts on on uh, on what's happening in, in places like Bakhmut? Are the Russians winning? Yes. The fact, you go back to our Trends Journal two days before Russia invaded. We're totally opposed to... Russia's invasion, I want to make that 100% clear, but we totally understand why they did it. This is your Trends Journal from 2014. You see how happy that guy is there? Mm -hmm. It's the United States coup of the democratically elected president of Ukraine, Viktor Yanukovych. Who was pro-Russian. Yep. And here's the article in detail. Washington is driving the world to the final war. An article by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, former assistant treasury secretary under Ronald Reagan. Ukraine presented the perfect opportunity for Washington to advance its hegemonic agenda. In a speech at the National Press Club last December, meaning 2013, Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Newland. This is Victoria Newland, who, along with that little boy, Jeffrey Pyatt, the United States uh, ambassador to Ukraine, passing out bread and cookies in Maiden Square, boasted that Washington had invested $5 billion in non-governmental organizations, those NGOs, you ready? To teach democracy to Ukraine. They overthrew the government. So going back. We went from COVID war to Ukraine war to world war. World War III has already begun. 
If I asked you to say, listen, send me some guns and a hand grenade. I want to go blow the guy's brains out across the street. And you gave them to me. You'd be an accessory to the crime. That's right. Proxy war. The United States is at war. The guy that plays our defense contractor, uh, Lloyd Austin. What was his last job? Um, Sitting on the board of directors of Raytheon, Mm -hmm. the second largest defense contractor. That according to Fortune... Since he got out of when he was a general, since he got out, made seven million bucks sitting on these in, on these boards. That guy has admitted that the United States has quote advisors in Ukraine because we have advanced weaponry there and we have to show them how to use it. He's firing this stuff. So going back to when I said who's winning the war, where you asked me, Russia. Go, there, there's a famous chart I have. Someone sent me actually. I have it framed. Napoleon's march to Moscow. 1812, he leaves Poland with 420,000 troops, came back with 10,000. Once upon a time, not too long ago, there was a thing called World War II. Adolf Hitler launched Operation Barbarossa, killed, killed over 25 million Russians. Who were the first to defeat the Germans? The Russians. Stalingrad. You read RFK, uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy, the president, his commencement speech to the graduating students at American University, June 1963. June, July, August, September, October, November, Jack, you're dead. Yeah. His whole speech was about peace. And in that speech, anybody can look it up. He tells the American people we should not hate the Soviet Union. These are very good people. They're artistically, culturally, and scientifically advanced. He goes on to say that in World War II, he mentions over 20 million were killed, and they lost the houses, farms, factories, equivalent to Chicago to the East Coast. He ends his speech by saying, America will not go to war again. Eight months after they killed him, which his nephew, RFK Jr., says was done by the CIA. He said Mm -hmm. that about three weeks ago. A slime ball of a nothing, an arrogant piece of scum crap, another political jerk. Lyndon Johnson takes America to war in Vietnam. So, that's the story. You're not going to defeat the Russians. They control over 20% of Ukraine. They have destroyed its infrastructure, power, and transportation. You're not going to defeat them. And the more they ramp up the war, there's going to either be a false flag or a real something happen where they're going to declare war against Russia. Because one of our, well, the major system of trend forecasting for the Trends Research Institute is called global nomic, making connections between different fields. I say opportunity misses those who view the world through the eyes of their profession. So going back to World War III, when all else fails, they take you to war. The greatest recession has begun. What followed the Great Depression? World War II. What followed the dot-com bust? The war on terror. 
This economy is going to go down the likes of which we have never seen in modern history because of all the artificial trillions, the central banksters and the governments dumped into the economies, built up huge debt bubbles that are about to burst. And again, as I said, the office building bust, you look at whose numbers you want to look at, some $5.6 trillion worth of debt is coming due. And floating loans, because they have to keep renewing them. And as interest rates go higher, they have to pay more on their loans as their tenants are leaving them. Oh, and not only are they going bust, all of the businesses that used to depend on a thing called commuters are also going out. Again, not my data, Castle Systems with a K, the 10 largest cities in America, the office occupancy rate is 49.6%. The office vacancy rate, meaning that the office buildings are empty. 30% in LA, nearly 30% in San Francisco, and 20% in New York City. Vacant. Oh, we're going to turn them into housing. No, you're not. These are crap pieces of garbage that they built in the last 50 years. Steel and glass. Huge spaces. Can't afford to turn them into apartments like you did with the old buildings when they used to build real structures with windows and rooms. Yeah. If you had to give somebody maybe a, a five pieces of advice maybe they're a young family they're living in the city somewhere how do they prepare for what's coming what would you advise them to do number one get in the best shape you can physically emotionally and spiritually i mean that with all my heart because if you're not you're not in for the fight and you're in for the fight for your life and by the way, what we're calling the rally this week, and you could go to Occupy Peace to see more of it, is make America healthy again. Physically, emotionally, patriotically, spiritually, in every way. Don't eat the best you can. Cook what you can. Grow what you can. And put stuff away just in case. I say... You know, I used to teach close combat for many years at my own school. And you prepare for the worst. I mean, with, with the fight, by the way, you know, you attack the attacker. You don't attack anybody. You only attack somebody coming at you. And, and, and the worst thing you learn is you don't want to get in a fight. You know, I don't want to get in a fight. Because if I get in a fight, I got to kill the guy. So what I'm saying is you prepare for the worst. If the worst doesn't happen and you're prepared, you lose nothing. If the worst happens and you're not prepared, you could lose everything. So what I'm suggesting to people right now is prepare for the worst. And again, don't waste your money on junk. And save as much as you can. Again, I don't give financial advice, but for me, gold is number one. You know, and, and you buy it, you put it away. You, my first buying of gold, I bought it in, the, I forget, 1977, 78, around there. It was $187.50 an ounce. Have stocks gone up a lot higher than that? Yeah. 
but I don't know how to play the markets because you know what? Not my data, the facts. The 1% own 54% of the American equity markets. 10% own 90% of it. So the plantation workers of Slavelandia, they got that other 10%. They got them in the, you know, the 401ks and, the, and the, that kind of stuff, peanuts. So I don't, I'm not a market player, not my skill. If you're good at it, great, keep doing it. But to me, I suggest people, you buy it, you put it away, buy it, put it away, buy it and put it away, buy it, put it away. And I've had my ups and downs in life like everybody. One time, and I used to be on Oprah, the Today Show, Good Morning. I used to be on everybody all the time. Uh, when when you, when USA Today was a big newspaper, I'd be in it almost every day. It was almost embarrassing. And then I said we'd lose the Afghan war and the Iraq war, and I got banned from TV. Mm. I had a rough time. I needed some dough. I went to a friend. I said, listen, I need 25000 bucks. Here's $25,000 worth of gold. Loan me for two two years. Here's the deal. In two years, if I can't pay it back, you keep the gold. And if the price of gold went down, I'll pay you the difference. Okay, here it is. No risk for me. So you have your ups and downs. So I use that as security. And of course, boop, got it right back. Ah, damn it, my friend said to me, <laughs> why don't they keep it? So that's what I'm suggesting. And, and the, the future is in your hands. And unite with, oh, do something positive every day to help whoever you can in any way you can, if that opportunity comes. Do something positive. And there's a great quote. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men, said Samuel Adams, one of the founding fathers. And another guy by the name of St. Thomas Aquinas said, if you're not angry, when it's morally correct to be angry, because of what's happened, you are immoral because you were not angry to reverse the negativity of what was going on. I'm paraphrasing what he said. But he definitely said, if you, you are immoral, if you are not angry when it's appropriate to be angry. Well, it's, there's a lot of things to be uh, appropriately angry about. Uh, and of course, another great resource would be uh, the Trends Journal. You can subscribe at trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com, less than $3 a week, no ads, 200 page, uh, over, well, close to 200 pages uh, per edition. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, Gerald, always great to connect with you. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, if anybody wants to get the shirts, you could go to Trends Journal and you go to the shop area and there it is, you know, it's just, Says it all. Telling the politicians Again, where to go. That, that we're letting these little clowns tell us what to do. People should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, and by the way, these arrogant little boys and girls, they forgot two words. Public servant. Mm. Yep, they think we work for them. Gerald, until next time, thank you so much. Be well, my friend. And thank you for what you're doing. It's great. And I love what your, your introductions and what the, you're doing. Thank you so much. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.